everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. We continue. We left off. Rosh Hashanah 4a. It's the third page in Rosh Hashanah. So we were discussing yesterday that Kairish is the Yavish is um, is one and the same and Asar Chashta. So in the beginning they counted his kingdom, the reign, his reign, like the Jewish kings, from Nisan. That it says that Chemya um, met the, the uh, agent from Israel. Hanani came back from Israel and reported him what's going on. And he reported to him in the month of Kislev. The 20th year of, his, of the reign. And then it says in the month of Nisan, he spoke, he went to Asachashta and asked for a leave of absence. Nehemiah asked for a leave of absence. He should send him, he was the minister of drinks, to send them, send them to Israel to help rebuild the city. So that was the 20th year. And then we find, so there, and how could it be both the 20th year? How could it both be the 20th year? And we know that Kislev came before, because first he heard the report, and then, based on that report, he requested that he be allowed to go to the land, the land of Israel. So that was a proof. That was a proof that by non-Jewish kings we follow. We go after the month of Tishrei, not the month of Nisan, because it was Kislev, and then the next Nisan, he's still the 20th year of the reign of the king, that was Rahashta. How could it be? So you see that non-Jewish kings, if not Nisan, then we're going to go the head of the year. Tishrei is the head of the year, creation of the world. So if not Nisan, we're not going to take any other month, it'll be the month of Tishrei, so the month of Tishrei, it will make sense. Kislev and Nisan were all in the same year, in the 20th year of the reign. Okay, but then the Gemara said, wait a minute, but we find an earlier Pasuk, which says in the sixth year of his reign, in the sixth year of his reign, in the, uh, in the month of Elul, 24th day of the month of Elul, and then it says in that continuation, and, the, and Tishrei, the holiday, in the month of Tishrei, in the 21st day of the month of Tishrei, and it says also, it's a continuation, meaning he's, he's following in, in the second year of his reign. So if you say that the non-Jewish kings, we, we count from this on, from Tishrei, then it should have been the third year of his reign. So you might have answered that Kairish was a kosher king, and therefore they counted, they counted him like because uh, he gave in his days they built the base of Megiddo. This is Kairish the Yavish, the son of Esther and Achashvedish. And also he happened to be Jewish. His mother was Jewish. He doesn't have to be Jewish. So they counted him like the Jewish king. The month of Nisan. So therefore Tishrei was not so it was the same reign. Elul and Tishrei was still in the, in the, in the, in the sixth year of his reign. But you want to say, but wait a minute. When the Pasuk you said earlier the 20th year of his reign if you're counting Nisan when Nehemia went over to him and, compla- and he said, I want, allow me to go to Israel to, to help rebuild Jerusalem. Because even though the temple was already built, but Jerusalem was destroyed. Jerusalem was under siege. Jerusalem was destroyed. It was, it was, in a, it was completely uh, disheveled. And so he asked permission, a leave of absence to go. So he heard the report of Hanani in the month of Kislev. And then the month of Nisan, and the, and the Pasuk says it was in the same year, the 20th year, the reign of, of, of Asahashta. You just said that, that the Jew, he's like a Jewish king. We, his, his year ends at Nisan, starts at Nisan. It should have been the 21st year in Nisan. But it says, this is before he turned sour, before he turned into vinegar, or after he turned into vinegar. What happened? In fact, he made a mask with Afghan, and Afghan asked, Me, Hechmiz, did he turn into vinegar? Did he, did, did he, did he become spoiled? So before he turned into vinegar, they counted him like a Jewish king, a month of this. Afterwards, so he says, well, How can you say that? Because it says in the Pasuk, it says in Ezra, 
v'dichrin v'imran v'alavel akashmaya. Whatever you need, take with you. Take cattle, rams, sheep, chintin, uh, wheat, mela, salt, chamar, oil, chamar, uh, wine, meshach, oil, kemaima, kanayid, v'rishalayim. Like the koinim will tell you in Rishalayim, levin, misiyavala, yeim, b'yeim, v'losha, whatever you need for your daily, daily needs for the temple. So we see he was a kosher king. He did everything that he, he told the Chemia to go and he said, he said, I'll give you whatever you need, supplies, I'm sending you with supplies, whatever you need to serve Hashem in the temple. So how could you say he turned sour and therefore you're counting, you're counting Tishrei instead of, right? I'm sorry, I'm sorry you're, counting, you're counting, right, Tishrei instead of Nisan. So I'm going to Rabbi Yisra, Rabbi Yisra said, Rabbi Debbie, mitunach from your from from your from your package from the place that you're bringing. You already gave me the answer. You're proving my point that 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 he turned sour. He turned it to vinegar. Where? Why? Because it says di lehaven mahakrevin nichoichin lelakar shemaya umetzalian lechayim malka v'noi that you should bring sacrifices to Hashem. But you should daven for the life of the king and for his sons, for my children. So he only did it for his own benefit. He had an ulterior motive. Put a plaque on the, on the building, <laughs> announce my name. So, so you see he was rotten. He was, he was, he's, that's, that's what we say he was rotten. This is what it means. Yeah, that's what he means. so rotten. Oh, one second. The mother question. The mother says... Is that a terrible thing? If someone says, we had this in Psachim, someone says, I give, a, I give a dollar to Tzedak in order that my son should live. In order that I should get a share in the world to come, because the more Tzedak you give, the more you'll have a share in the world to come. That is, a Tzadik is a complete Tzadik. Who cares what his ulterior motive is? When it comes to tzedakah, all the poor person knows you saved his life. Do I care what they're doing? There should be many people like you that have a lot of ulterior motives and give tons and tons of tzedakah and support the yeshivas and support the Chabad houses. Who cares that you're, that you're egomaniac and you're thinking about your name and you're thinking about this purpose, the ulterior motive? What do I care? The bottom line is, you're giving tzedakah, you're doing a good deed. Tzedakah comes from the word tzaddik, comes from the word tzedakah. Tzedek, righteousness. I did a deed of righteousness. So the person is not so pure. What do I, even an impure person could do tremendous good deeds. The act is a tremendous act. Look at the act. Look at the results. Yes, imperfect people can do perfect acts. He's doing a perfect act. I, he's so flawed. He's so imperfect. The fact is he has ulterior motive. Shame on you. But, but who cares? This flawed person is getting things done that are perfect. An amazing concept that you can see, imperfect, because all of us are so flawed and imperfect. Except the tzaddik of the tanya, which is one or two in every generation, every bainini, every 99.9% of us are flawed. But it doesn't matter, a flawed person could do perfect things, could do mitzvahs, which is perfect, divine, godly, it's tzaddikam. It's a very nice word to the Chsam Sefer. Chsam Sefer says, okay, listen, you can understand, you call him a tzaddik. Tzadik Umber, I mean, it looks like it carried away. <laughs> After all, he does have his ulterior motives. Yes, he says, he says unbelievable things. No, you don't think a mother means. The mother means you don't understand. The mother is saying, the rich person comes, the, poor, poor, the rich person comes to the poor person. Yeah, he says, do me a favor. Take my tzedakah, you're saving my life. You understand what happened here? Here, the poor person is the beggar. He feels terrible. I'm dependent on another human being and his kindness. And you're coming, please give me, give me, help me. Right, I'm the recipient, you're the giver. Here, he turns, he flips it around. You don't understand. You're doing me the biggest favor. Please, do me a favor, save my life and take tzedakah. Let me give you tzedakah. You know what just happened here? You made him feel like a prince. You made him feel like royalty. He's the, he's the giver, and you're the receiver. 
you switched it around. Ooh, a person who knows how to give tzedakah. Not only give tzedakah, knows how to give tzedakah. Make the person tzedakah. Some people give tzedakah and they wipe the floor with you. And they, they make it very clear that I'm the giver and you're the beggar and you're the schnutter. And they make you, they destroy you emotionally. But they gave you a check. You know, keep your money. You miserly, you know, good for nothing. But here, the person is a prince. Not only he gives the doctor, he knows how to give He knows how to give the person the dignity, make the person feel like a million dollars. Oh, this is a very special person. Okay, but that's not the simple reading of the Gemara. So we see that even a person who has, whose flaw, who has ulterior motives, the, the act is great. So he gave all these things to the temple. So what do I care that he has all these, all these ulterior motives? How can you say that means that he that he turned he turned to vinegar, that he went bad, he turned sour? The mother says, like Kasha, it's not a contradiction. A Jew, even when he has an ulterior motive, because deep down inside the Jew wants to do the right thing. The Jew has a life. The Jew's neshama has a life of its own. So he's doing, he's doing, right? Deep down, your neshama is doing it without any ulterior motive. You think you have an ulterior motive. <laughs> you know, that's like your superficial self, your external self, your foolish self that you think that's you. That's not really you. Deep, that's just your crust, your outer layer. But deep down inside, you have a whole life, teeming with life, you have a whole inner life. Your neshama has a life of its own. You're serving Hashem, you're pure, you're whole, you're intact. So when you do the deed, it's really deep down, it's done for the right reasons. But the guy, he doesn't have that core, he doesn't have that core and a central connection. So if he's doing it for an ulterior motive, then, then it, 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 it sours the whole thing. It takes away from the, the goodness of the act and the purity of the act. Yeah, same if you want to answer you. How do I know that he turned sour? If they turn the vinegar, the chsiv, it says, Nidbach in the heaven, glow, tilsiv, and nidbach the others. Because he said. Oh, he says, right. And he says, and actually, he says also the first answer that. A yid, what, what if what if Hashem doesn't come through? What if he gives tzedakah and he don't complain, and his son and his son doesn't get better? He's happy. Okay, I did a good deed. Okay, okay. If I didn't get anything out of it, I'm still happy. I don't regret it. The guy regrets it. No, no, no. I only gave in this condition. If if not, I'm 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 upset. It's like if a, if if a person rejects your kindness. The Jew won't upset. Okay, you don't need my kindness. Okay, fine. The Nandra gets angry. Like the liberal. You don't accept my kindness. He gets angry because it's not about you, it's about me. I'm the liberal. I'm the kind, compassionate, humanitarian, the sensitive one, the caring one. It has nothing to do with you. You reject my kindness. By the way, the blacks were not liberals. They hate them with a passion. All these people love claim they love black people. Anyone who said, I don't want your kindness, get out of here. They get angry at them. How dare you? I'm so liberal, I'm so kind, I'm so generous. How dare you reject my kindness? Because it's not about the helping people. It's pure ego. It's pure ego couched in, in kindness. It's nothing to do with kindness. It's absolute evil, just kind, uh, clothed in kindness. Pure ego. That's why it's, 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 it's hechmet. The other, the other proof that it hechmet is, because it says in the Pasuk, in the letter, that the, the king, Asherchashta, and the Yavis said to Ezra, he said, how do you build the Beis HaMikdash? He said, three rows of stone, of marble stone, but one row of new wood. And I'll pay for it. The king says, I'm providing all the material. Why did he make it of wood? Why not make everything of marble? Because somebody thought the Jewish people rebel, I can burn it down. If it's marble, I can't burn it down. But here, if they rebel, now this is a very essential thing that the temple was made of stone. It's interesting. The tabernacle in the desert was made of wood. Made of wood. And it started the lower level, the base was the earth. Right, inorganic life. Then you had wood, organic life. And then you had on top, you had the animal, animal skin, animal life. 
So it was from the bottom up. What started low and what tomorrow. In the temple, the whole temple had to be built stone. The lowest level. The walls, everything had to be stone. Wood, they had wood, but it was inside. They had to be covered up. Everything had to be a stone. Not all to plant the tree. and Everything had to be a stone. Why? Why? The temple is the lowest. The temple is even higher. Because the tabernacle was only temporary. Temporary because the whole tabernacle, the level of godliness in the tabernacle, the revelation of godliness was from the top down. So, so therefore it started on top. It started with the animal life, then it worked its way down to the lower level of life, and it reached all the way to the earth, to the ground. The temple, which is permanent, it's, it's, it's from the bottom up. The temple revealed the essence of Hashem is in in this world, in the lowest of this world, you have the essence of Hashem. You find the essence of Hashem. And therefore the temple had to be made of, of stone, the lower element. And that's why the fact that he wanted wood in the wall, that was the sign that he turned into vinegar, that he changed and he became corrupted. He became corrupted. didn't build his base and make that way. But Sivit says, there also there were three rows of cut stone and then there was one row of, of, of cedar wood so you also build with wood so you might answer Shleim made the row of wood on top and underneath it he made three rows of stone but the Kodesh, the Yavish, he made the wood on the bottom and the rows of stone on top. So when he burns it, he can burn it from the foundation. Even if it got burned, it was only on top. The building would still remain intact. Another difference. Shleimah covered it up. He didn't see the wood. It was a yeah, it was a frame, and over it, over it, he covered it. He, he, but here, he didn't cover it up. He wanted that you should see the wood. It should be easy to burn. Shleima fireproofed it. It wasn't easy to burn. He covered the walls. He covered it so you couldn't see the wood. Shleima covered it with plaster. The wood with plaster it. He didn't plaster it. So it should be easy to burn. It wasn't fireproof. Time out. There was a... I'm Rabbi Yisrael. Rabbi Yisrael, we tame another say. Rabbi Yitzchak, minol and dachmit. How do I know that he turned into vinegar? That he became corrupted? Mahocha from here. It says a pasuk in Nehemia that Nehemia was repeating what happened between him and the king. And the king said to me, "Vashegel Yisheves Etzloi." And his mistress was sitting next to him. My shegel. Actually, it was his dog. His mistress was his dog. And, and that was, he slept with his dog. <laughs> he was intimate with his dog. He loved his dogs. Like many people today. He loved his dogs, but he was intimate with his dog. And therefore, you knew that a, a, a Noahide, especially, especially he was also Jewish, but a Noahide, even a Noahide is prohibited from sleeping with an animal. He was into bestiality, so you see, they became corrupt. You're going to say that, that uh, Shegel means a dog? It says, it says when Daniel is rebuking Belshazzar, it he says, you, you are arrogant to Hashem, to the master of the heavens. You brought his, Hashem's utensils of his temple, of his temple, the base of Megas, he brought before you. And you and your ministers and your shegel and your and your 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 mistresses, you're drinking wine within these vessels that you took from the temple, Hashem's house, Hashem's temple. So if you're going to say shegel is a dog, what do you mean? A dog drinks wine? Obviously, it's, it's talking about a human being. But it says holy kasha. That, that, that's not a proof. That's not a question. Really, shegel can mean a dog. The mouthful of a shasya. You teach it. Dogs hang around people long enough. They get all the quirks of people. Like the dogs in Manhattan need psychiatrists because they hang around people. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, psychological problem is that overeating, overdrinking. So that's fine. You can train the dog. If you're going to say that the shegel means a dog, it says chsiv. It says until him. In the praise of the Talmud Chachamim and the King Mashiach, it says, "Benayis Melachim Bikeleisecha," that the daughters, the princesses, the daughters of kings, will will hold you in in esteem and great esteem. Nitzvah Shegel Lemincha Shegel will stand to your right, Bekesem Oifir, and she will be adorned with gold that comes from Oifir, the, the most highest quality gold in the world. Shegel means a dog. What's the Navi telling the Jewish people? <laughs> that, that you can have a dog standing around adorned with gold? I mean, this is what the Pasuk means in Tillim, Kapitel 40, 45. In the merit that the Jewish people, the title is so beloved to the Jewish people, like a dog who, who, who the king sleeps with. You'll merit that you'll, he's comparing them to a dog that, that as precious as a dog is to, to, the, to those who sleep with the dog. Right? So too, that's, that's, uh, that's their lover. So too, the Jewish people love and the merit they love the Torah so much. That they're busy learning Torah. They're busy wasting their energy on their dogs. So the Jewish people, right, love the Torah so much, they love the Torah. And, and, and what do they do at night? They're, they're busy with their dogs at night. The Jewish people are busy, busy learning Torah. So that merit, you're going to have merit, Kesem Eifer, you're going to merit to be adorned, the Jewish people, be merit to be adorned with jewelry, with the gold from Eifer. You buy the same if you want. I'll tell you, Leilam Shegel Maxi. Really, Shegel is a queen. As all these psukim, if you read it literally, it means it'll be a queen. The queen will stand on the side. That the, 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 the queens, the mistresses and the queens, and, 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 and uh, by Belshazzar. Yeah, the queen was drinking wine. It makes more sense. So, what's the proof then that the Yavish became sour, that he, uh, he became corrupt? That the Shegel is queen who's sitting next to him. He learned that by Daryavish, Daryavish, here Shegel, Shegel usually means queen, but there, here it means a dog. But my cardinal is Shegel. Why did the Pasuk refer to his dog as Shegel when Shegel usually means a queen? The dog was as beloved as his queen. Inami or she shiva bim kaim l'shegel. She sat on the throne next to him. She, where the queen would sit, he sat his dog. He was shameless. He had the animal rights, Peter, and he put the dog right up there in the seat of the queen. She's running the show and announcing on the world. This is my lover, my dog, my beloved dog. So therefore, you see that he became, he became, uh, he became like vinegar. He became corrupted. He buy same if you want. Minolan Nachmetz. How do I know that the Daryavish turned into vinegar? Mahacha. See if it says in the letter that Daryavish sent with Ezra. He says, "Ad Ksaf Kakrin Ma." You should give him everything that he needs for the supplies of the temple till a hundred kikar of Ma. A hundred kikar of silver, at chintin kedem ma, a hundred kur of wheat, at chamer batin ma, and a hundred batim of wine, measurements of wine, at batin meshach ma, a hundred measurements of batin, called batin of oil, or malach tiloksav. Salt without any limitation, as much salt as they want. So what, so what? How do we see that he became corrupted? In the beginning, he told them, take whatever you need. All of a sudden, he became a conservative. Now, all of a sudden, he's measuring, he's giving measurements, only here, only this. So he became a cheapskate. All of a sudden, he's only, oh, he's limiting. So now you know that he became corrupted. Okay, very interesting. <laughs> If that's the case, a lot of corrupt people. <laughs> Suddenly he's starting to calculate, he's going to measure, measuring. He's 
giving to Hashem, you're giving for Hashem, so you're giving generously, so you're giving without any measurement. All of a sudden, now you're starting to measure. Means he was heading downwards. He was going in the wrong direction. <laughs> he wasn't going up, he was going down. He's still giving. Tremendous. Tremendous amount. A large amount. But he was heading down. He was going down. Instead of going up, not where you are in the ladder, it's which direction you're going in the ladder. He was going in the wrong direction. It was less. He was going down. Maybe in the beginning he didn't know how much they'll need. Now he figured out. He said, tell me what you need. I'll give you what you need. I'm not just giving it. It's not an open check. He never had a mind to be an open check. He said, whatever you'll need. He didn't give a number to it. He didn't know how much. In the meantime, he did his research. Okay, this is what you need. I'm giving you whatever you need. You don't need more. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not giving you a retirement fund. I'm giving you what you need. I'm giving you 100% what you need. The rejects this. This is not a proof. This is no proof that he went back. Firstly, he was giving a large sum. Secondly, it's very possible he gave everything, everything they needed. He wasn't skimping. In the beginning, he didn't mention a song. He didn't know how much. So the answer is what we said earlier. The other proofs. Either because the shagel was sitting next to him, the dog was sitting next to him, or because he wanted to build it of wood, or because he did it for his own, his own purposes, he wanted to save his life and for his, the life of his princess. Right, the mother doesn't stay with that answer because, especially if he was Jewish, if he was Jewish, then he's no different than anyone else. He was, he was, he was, he was Esther's son. <laughs> he's 100% Jewish. <laughs> so whatever you're going to say about a Jew, that even if he has an ulterior motive, is it the gun or should apply? That's why the mother maybe continues. The mother doesn't stay with that answer. By the same, I'll give you another answer. Because he wasn't exactly like any other non Jewish king. So if he, gives, he gives another answer because of the wood, and he built the wood in the bottom. So he had in mind if I have to burn it down, I'll burn it down. Okay, so you know, he's thinking about burning down, the possibility of burning down Hashem's house. Okay. It means he went to, uh, he went sour, he turned sour. The other thing is because he was sleeping with his dog. Okay. He says in the Mishnah, Lord Golem. Nisan, Rishchadish, Nisan is Rish Hashanah for holidays. What do you mean? The Golem is not. Yom Tov Pesach is the 15th of Nisan. You're saying Rish Hashanah, Rish Chaydish Nisan is Rish Hashanah for the holidays. How? He means it's Rish Hashanah, the holidays, because of the, of the holiday that's in this month. In this month you have Pesach, which is the first of the holidays. Nafkemina, what practical difference is it? What do you mean Rish Hashanah for holidays? What, what's the practical halachic implications of being the Rish Hashanah of the holidays? The first of the holidays. A Pesach is the first of the holidays. She says, Nafkemina, there's a difference. The person makes a nether. He makes a promise, an oath, that he's going to bring a sacrifice to Hashem. He's going to donate a sacrifice to Hashem. So they'll make him a lev about the So, there's two mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah, a positive mitzvah. You have to fulfill your obligation right away. Right away. The first opportunity, you go to Yerushalayim, you have to, you have to, you have to fulfill your no, oath. But then there's also a prohibition. There's a separate prohibition that you're not allowed to if you, if you, if you don't pay up. You violate the prohibition of Acher. Don't, don't be late. But when do you violate the prohibition of don't be late? So he says this follows the opinion of Rav Shimon. Our mission follows the opinion of Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon, Tani, we learn the brayzer. Someone takes a note. Or he sanctifies an animal to the temple. Or he evaluates. He says, "I'm going to pay the valuation of so and so to the temple treasure." Kiv and Shavuot, Gimel, Legolim. If you've passed three holidays. Over Baltacher, Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, you violate this prohibition. Say any three holidays. Whenever you made it, it doesn't matter. If I made it before Shavuos, and then count three holidays. Shavuos, Shavuos, Sukkot, Pesach. Before Sukkot, Sukkot, Pesach, Shavuos. But Rabbi Shimon argues. Shimon says no. Gimul Regalim Kisidron. Three holidays would have to be in order. Can end up being fine. If you made, I'm Svirus if you made uh, a nether, so you Shavuos, Sukkot, then you start counting with Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. And then, then you violate. 
Then you buy it. So five holidays. Sometimes it can be three holidays. Sometimes it can be four holidays. You don't you don't violate the prohibition only after four holidays. Sometimes you violate it after five holidays. Kate said how? If you make the right before Pesach, then after three holidays, after Sukkot, you already violated. Lifnet said, if you do it before before Shavuos, Hamisha, then you have all five holidays. Shavuos, Sukkot, then you start counting Pesach, Shavuos, and then only after Sukkot, following Sukkot, do you violate this prohibition. If you do, if you make a nether before Sukkot, then it's four holidays. Sukkot, then you start counting Pesach, Shavuos. So our mission is following is following Rab Shimon Bayechai. That's what the mission means. It's Rish Hashanah for the Golim. That's when that's the first holiday. That's when you have to start counting in order to violate Lisa uh, Balbas. Tana Rabban and the Rabbis learn Chayve Hadamin Ve'Erkin Ve'Acharamin. Like Dasha, as if someone says, there's a difference between Domin. If I say I'm going to pay the value, your value to the temple treasury, so you have to evaluate whatever it's in the marketplace. Erchin is, is, is an established value. Peter says, if you, on a baby, on a child this age, on five, ten, then, for, then for 20, after 20, after 60, men, women. And it doesn't matter if a person's a cripple or the person is the most valuable person on earth. Peter gives a fixed sum, and that you have to give to the temple treasure. If you excommunicate your property, and you give it to the temple, to Hashem, where you sanctified it to the temple. Chatois, sin offerings, Hashomis, guilt offerings, oilis, burnt offerings, shlom, and pizza offerings, sadakis, he promised sadakah, maizus, the tithing they have to give, b'chayr, the firstborn, kosher animal, that's holy, maizus, every tenth animal, you have to, you have to tithe, and offer as a sacrifice, upesach, the, the paschal lamb, leket, shikha, peya, and leket, today's, uh, today's rambam, Leket shikhopeya, you're collecting. You have to you have to leave for the poor person. Things that you forgot, the edge of the field, or leket things that fall while 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 you're harvesting. So all these things that he listed here. Once three holidays pass, you violate the prohibition. Don't be late. Don't be late. Okay, we give you, you have a tax deadline. You have an April 15th. This is your April 15th. This is your tax deadline. That's what all your obligations are due. We give you three holidays. No. Three holidays only if they're in order. Starting with Pesach. I'm both. After the first holiday, you already violate Baltach. Oh, wow, a four way argument here. Oh, five way argument. Lezabinyaki says two holidays, you already violate Baltach. There's only one holiday, Chagasukis. No matter when you made the oath, once you, you pass Chagasukis, you violate. Okay? Wow, five way argument. Because in my time, the Tanakhama, the Gemara doesn't explain what's the reasoning behind each opinion. What's their source? What's the reasoning of the Tanakhama that any three holidays? Because Merdi, Minayasali. Because let's look. It says the pasuk says three times a year. It says after after he says the three holidays. It says shalish pam and bashana. Why does the Tzad have to repeat three times? He already listed the three holidays. It says in the Tzad Shomer. It says in Deuteronomy. In today, you should keep the holiday, the, the month of, of spring. You should do the Pesach. Then it says, you should do the holiday of Shavuot. 
Hashem Lekev. Then it says, Chagas Sukkot Tafel Hashem. How they have Sukkot. And then it says, Shalosh Bam Bashana, three times a year, you know, called Skurcha, every male has to appear before Hashem. Chagamatzes, Chagashvuz, Chagasuz. And don't see Hashem empty, don't come empty handed. So you already said, you already listed the three. Why do you have to repeat itself again the three holidays? You should have just said three, three times, these three times that we just mentioned, you have to appear before Hashem. You know, Kol Shurcha. Shmamina is coming to teach me. These three holidays are the time that Hashem said, when it says you're not allowed to be late. What's considered late? That if you violate these three holidays, after three holidays, that's what he repeats again, Shalish, Shalish. That's what he repeats, Shalish, Paman Bashan. Three times. After three holidays, that's when you violate the prohibition of being late. Abshiman said, You're right. The Torah does repeat again to teach me that you only violate the prohibition of being late after three holidays. But nevertheless, ain't it Sadiq Lema Bhaga Sukkis? The Pasik is speaking about Sukkis. He should have said He should have said three times a year every male should be seen appear before Hashem in the place that he's chosen. He's talking about Sukkis. He just finished Sukkis. First he started out with Pesach, then he said Sukkot, and then he asked Shavuot, then he says make Sukkot. So he should have concluded. He should have concluded. And he said that three times a year a male should appear. You just mentioned Sukkot. And you should appear on the holiday of Matzah and on the holiday of Shavuot. Three times a year. And it would have taught me that since it's, re- since it's repetitive, you're ready. I know three times. You just told me three times. You mentioned three times. What do you have to tell me again? Three times? So, to, so to teach me that that this prohibition, you're not allowed to be late, refers to three holidays. After three holidays. But since he doesn't have to mention Chagasukas, and he doesn't mention Chagasukas again, he mentions Chagasukas to teach me that this has to be the last holiday. The order is important. It's not enough three holidays, any three holidays, in any sequence, in any order. No. It's specifically in this order. You have to start Chagamatis, and therefore, if you make the oath right after Pesach, you have five holidays before you violate this prohibition. Your deadline is five holidays. Shavuos, Sukkot, then you start Pesach, Shavuos and Sukkot. Okay, that's, so now we understand the rabbi's reasoning and Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Meir, my time. What's the reasoning of Meir? Only after one single holiday you violate the prohibition of don't be late. He says, Achsiv, it says, you should bring the sacrifice, the place that Hashem will choose. Also in Pasha Shama, and you should bring all the sacrifices. So he says, you should go there, and you should bring there. So that's what the Pasuk is telling me. The moment you go, you have to bring all your obligations. And a Jew has to go every, every holiday you have to go. Right, right. When it comes to the mitzvahs, I say it's definitely that way. You have to bring it. What is Rabbanah going to say? That's what the Rabbi say. No, we agree with you. There's a mitzvah I say. Mitzvahs I say, you have an obligation. One of the 630 mitzvahs. The first opportunity you have, the first time you're going to Yerushalayim, you have to bring all, all your promises and take care of business right away. But there's no penalty, there's no license. The prohibition only begins. The April 15th deadline, the prohibition, when you start getting penalties and you get the, maybe even lashes, whatever. That only begins later. That only happens after three holidays. That mayor will say, Bruce Spann, since the Torah is telling him, bring a sacrifice. The Torah is telling you a mitzvah saseh. So it makes sense, since the Torah is obligating you. It's a mitzvah saseh. We're obligating you, we're commanding you. Go, bring, pay your taxes, pay all your obligations, the first opportunity. So when the Torah says, don't be late, it makes sense that the, 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 the loyser says going on the assay. If you don't do this assay, then not only are you, not, are you violating a positive mitzvah, you're also violating a prohibition, don't be late. 
So Rabbi Meir learns one from the other. The rabbis say, no, it's two separate things. Ideally, you should pay it up right away. You have to fulfill a positive mitzvah. But, but, but the... To kick in a prohibition, which is much more severe, and you know that that we give him more time. What's the reason of Lezim Yaakov? Two holidays. Because it says, let's see, it says in the pasuk, it says in Pinchas, the parsha of the Musaf, the Musaf sacrifices. That these you should offer to Hashem in the holidays, besides your. Besides your uh, promises, your oath, your commitment that you made to bring sacrifices, and your voluntary donations to bring sacrifices. So it says clearly, the Pasik says that you have to bring all your promises in the holidays. In the plural. In plural is a minimum of two. So the Tate is telling you, Levad minidrechem that all your nedarim and all your nedavas and all your commitments you have to you have two holidays to bring them. So we give you two holidays, a deadline of two holidays. Okay, one holiday maybe you can't get your act together in the first opportunity you have, fine. But the second holiday you have to bring it, otherwise you violate the prohibition of don't be late. Alta, and the rabbis would disagree. Who disagree with Rabbi Lezeb and Yaakov? What are they going to do with this pasuk? That pasuk I need to teach me what Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda expounded the verse. I'm Rabbi Yehuda. Says the Torah is coming to to juxtapose to teach that all the holidays are the same. In relation to what? Every holiday in the Musaf they would bring a goat as a sin offering. Sin offering is an atonement. Atonement for what? So all of the sin offerings brought on all the holidays atone for one thing. If a person who was impure, who entered the temple or ate from the sacred meat, the sacred sacrifice, or a pure person who ate sacred meat that became impure, so just like the goat of Rish atones for the sin, for that sin, so too, so too, the goat, the sin offering of all the holidays atones for that sin. That's why the Pasuk is coming to teach me. So is not coming to teach me with the exception of all your promises and your oath and your commitment. And you have two holidays to teach me. No, but Eila Tasl Hashem Me'edechem is coming to teach me that all the holidays and the plural, all the holidays are the same, all equal, that all their goats, their sin offerings, all atone for the same thing, the same sin. And the Vat Me'edechem is a separate thing. Yes, because you have, A, you have a positive mitzvah to bring all, all your oaths and commitments, the first yomtiv that you have. And then you have three holidays to violate, to violate the... To violate the others, or according to the mayor, even one holiday, yeah. to violate the Baltach if you don't. Now, Rabbi Lezer Rabbi Shimon, my time, what's the reason of Rabbi Lezer Rabbi Shimon? Who says only Sukkot? Where do you learn that from? If, as you say, that the reason why the Pasuk repeats three times, three Shalosh Pamun Bashan to teach me that the prohibition you're not allowed to be late is only after three holidays if that's the case you shouldn't say like we said earlier the Pasuk is speaking about Sukkot why does he have to repeat but the main thing is Sukkot this is the only one that triggers the prohibition if that's the case, why, why does the Pasuk mention it all? Chagam Matzah, Sam Hagashvot. But the Gemara is going to ask, later on, whatever the Gemara is going to ask and answer, and others, will, the answer will also apply to Rabbi Lezer Rabbi Shimon. But it's a good question. The mother says now, regarding to the mayor's opinion, Rabbi Lezer Ben Yaakov's opinion, that one holiday or two holidays? The mother asks, the mayor of Rabbi Lezer Ben Yaakov, 
Why does it say Why does it say all three holidays? It's 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 a repetition. It's not necessary. So doesn't it make sense? It's coming to teach us, like the rabbi said in Abshimon, it's coming to teach us three holidays? That you only violate the prohibition of being late only after three holidays? But it says, No, they'll tell you I need it for what Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Eishia taught us. How do I know that the holiday of Shavuot, the, the, the obligatory sacrifices that you have to bring with each holiday, the Riyah, the oil of Sariyah, the burnt offering, to appear before Hashem with a gift of a, of a burnt offering, and the Chagiga, and a, a peace offering, a Chagiga. How do I know that if you don't, the other holidays, you can make it up on Chalamayim? It's a continuation of the holiday, of a seven-day holiday. And then you have Shemiyat Tzedek, an eight-day holiday. And then you have in Pesach, you have a seven-day holiday. So you have all seven days to make up. But Shavuot is one day. How do I know that you also, the Torah gives you another six days to make up for it? If you didn't bring it the first day, you can still bring it after the holiday. So Tamad Leimah, B'chag HaMatzis, B'chag HaShavuot, B'chag HaSukkot. That's what the Torah is to repeat. He's coming to teach me that Shavuos is just like Matzis. Just like Matzis, you have seven days, you make up six, six days after the first day of Yom six days of so two Shavuos. Why don't you compare it to Sukkot where you have seven days to make up? But it says no, no. Only we only compare it to matzis. Why? Malahal afkan shmeina. But it says because shmeini dagel from the atzma. Even in sukkahs, the Torah says chagas sukkah is not referring to shmeini atzma. And you can't bring, you can't bring the obligatory. You can't make up the obligatory sacrifice of the first day of sukkahs and shmeini atzma. It's a separate holiday. It's too late. So you only have seven days? That's what the Gemara wants to say. The Gemara says, wait a minute. When do we say that, that Shemini Atzeres is a separate independent holiday? Only regarding these six, six items. Puzzle, kosher. Puzzle means pious, drawing lots. Zman saying Shechiyanu. He says Regel that it's a separate Regel regarding the laws of, of uh, well, Taisu says it's talking about Yalaviyava. Uh, you say a separate thing in Shemineshra, Yom Shemineshra. You don't say Chagasukah. Rashi says it's about that you don't sit on the Sukkah. Others say you don't, you don't, you don't do the lulav. So it's a regal, it's a separate yamtiv. Carbon, it has a different order of the sacrifices. During the sukkahs, you keep on every day gets less and less. The oxen get less and less. But on Shmiyat Sedes, you only have one, one, one book. And regarding Shir, that it has its own song, it's not the same song that they did in Sukkot. Sukkot, they would sing songs that remind them of the gifts of the poor, the gifts you have to give to the poor. Shmiyat Sedes has a different song. And Bracha. The king would give a bracha. And Shminyat said this, the king, just like the first temple, when they dedicated the first temple, Shleiman Bal gave a speech. Shminyat said this, said goodbye to everyone. After feasting and celebrating, they dedicated the temple for 14 days. They ate that Yom Kippur, seven days and seven days. And then the, the last day, Shminyat said this, the king gave his famous speech. That's the Aftaita that we read, the unbelievable speech that Shleiman Bal gave. And uh, so, so in honor to commemorate that event, the king, every Shemini Atzeres, would give a bracha to the Jewish people. It says, it says the people left and, and, and they blessed the king. 
Rashi says it means it means that the the blessing in the Shemineser and the Shemineser and the benching we, we say Shemineser is a Chagaz instead of Sukkot because Rashi learned Regel Regel means that we don't sit in the Sukkot Pesu says Regel means that we said uh, that we said um, we say in the Yalav or we mention in the Shemineser in the benching we mention Shemineser Rashi says, no, that's brach. Okay. But lean tashlumin, but the makeup, the sacrifice, the obligatory sacrifice of the first day of Sukkah is You could make up in Shmini Yatzeres. And now we learn in the Mishnah, Chagiga, Mishle Chag, Yem Tevarishon Shachag, Chagiga is called a regal, and Vechem, Yem Tevarishon Shachag, even Shmini Yatzeres. So it's clearly in the Mishnah that you could make up for it. So when the Torah juxtaposes, you're saying that the Torah repeats, Shalosh Pam Bashon, Chagam Matzis. Haggah Shavuot, Haggah Sukkot is coming to teach me. And just like the Pesach has, you can make up for it, the sacrifices, so to also after Shavuot you can make up. Why are you juxtaposing it to Pesach? You only have six days to make up after the Yom Tif. If Shavuot, maybe like Sukkot, you have another seven days, altogether eight days. But the answer is to fast the fast to fast the to fast Whenever you have a choice, grab too much or grab something less, and you don't know which one to take, better take, take the lesser thing. Because then you didn't lose anything. You definitely took what belongs to you. Okay, you can always add. But if you take too much and it doesn't belong to you, then, then you're going to have to take away what you took. And, and then you're a liar. You, you, you took something illegally. Here you're safe. I know I took something right, 100%. I'm 100% safe. This is mine. Maybe I took less than I than, than was coming to me. Fine, you can always add later. It's like homework. But you did the right thing. But if you take more, maybe I'm taking something that doesn't belong to you. You overreach. Never overreach. That's what's happening today in the news. They overreached. <laughs> Only a few trillion dollars. But when you over when you overreach, you lose everything. You lost your reputation. You lost everything. You look like a liar. So too. You have an option. I can compare it to Shavuot, to Sukkot, or to Shavuot, to Pesach. She says, better compare it to Pesach. Six days, you only have six days. Instead of saying, so if that's the case, why does the Tater mention Sukkot at all? If the Tater is only mentioning it to teach me, he should have said, you don't learn from Sukkot at all. To compare to Chagamas is to teach me that Ma Chagamas, we continue in 5a, Ma Chagamas, just like Matzis, Ton Lina, after the first day of Yamtif, you don't just leave at night, you have to sleep over in the base of Migdash, you leave the next day. And whoever goes to the base of Migdash, even if you take care of all your obligations, yeah, Ton Lina, you have to sleep. How do we know by Pesach? It says, it says in the in the Chaga Pesach, it says in Re'ei, in Devar, in Chumash Devar, in Panisa Babayka Velachtele Lecha, that only in the morning, sleep over at night. So we learn Sukkot from Pesach. Okay, so we had five opinions, fascinating, five different opinions, five different approaches. But our mission, the Rosh Hashanah, follows the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. That's what he says. That Nisan is the holiday, Shoshana of the holidays regarding the prohibition of don't be late. Everyone have a wonderful.